Are you ready to hear about the meeting that I had? I hope you are because I'm about ready to tell it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you decide to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You have found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the full coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. We do things a little bit differently. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We uh, cover ASU football and ASU basketball to go along with that. And uh, all presented by the unofficial presenting sponsor of Muya Billings. Let's go. Muya Billings, the site of, well, I say that it was a meeting just to kind of keep you on the edge and keep you wondering. But it was the site of my date. That's 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 where uh, I was from 5.35 p.m. Or, yes, p.m. to 9.45 p.m. Um, so, like, from dinner till the store shutting down like Rico is, you know, he's not pushing us out, but he's, he's counting the till. Um, the, everybody else is cleaning up. They're putting the chairs up, getting the floor swept and mopped. And I think we were the only ones in the building and it was, it was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So I know I got some, some personal listeners listening right now that are like over the moon excited for me. Uh, I know of that for a fact. Uh, maybe you're mad that I didn't tell you beforehand, um, but hey, deal with it. <laughs> um, and maybe you just listen, and you're you're one of those from a different state, a different country, um, and uh, you're like, hey, I'm excited because you know about the journey, but you you don't know it super personally. Um, I I. Maybe, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know where, where you land on that, but that's, that's what I was doing. I, 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 uh, would hopefully hope that it, the next time I say that I preface it by saying a meeting that it, that is a meeting, but I'm more than thrilled and happy that it was, um, a date, um, and uh, so that that's that's where we sit. Um, it it is a great morning indeed. Uh, Thursday, Thursday edition of Big Sky Sports Talk, unofficially presented by Muya Billings. Um, and it, I, kn- I haven't got many Thursdays. I I didn't do one yesterday. So you you get a Thursday, and you'll get one uh, uh, for tomorrow. Um, I, I'm, even though I'm recording this Thursday, um, I'm not, I'm not speaking ahead to the future as, as, uh, Friday because it's early, it's nine thirty. It's not going to be a super long, uh, show today. Uh, but that's, that's where we are. Um, and, uh, this is, so you guys know how big of sports fan I am. Uh, I usually try to watch everything, and and maybe it would have been better for the podcast for me to watch the Suns like early this morning and then hit the record button. But uh, I'm probably about to watch them uh, after this um, because here's the deal: if I watch them before, 
I probably won't do this do this show. Um, maybe I would. I don't, I don't know. And I still might not even watch it. And I talk about games I don't see often. So you know, kind of kind of fake it till you make it. Act like you know what's going on. That that's that's what we're doing here. Just full disclosure on that. But uh, to the date, um, it um, it was fantastic. And uh, the first time in a couple of years, um, I was into it. Nervous going into it, nervous, but it that left like. I don't know, within the first five minutes. Um, and uh, it, it was great. Um, shout out to, to Rico. He comped the meal, and, and he I didn't ask him to. You know, he, he just did. Um, but it was kind of a great feeling because, like, you know, I everybody knows me there maybe not all the patrons but you know everybody knows me there they're saying hey they were super excited um you know rico did his thing it was just it was great and um had the uh had the cheddar bacon barbecue as always um and uh um she had one of the lifestyle burgers the keto and uh um, that's, that's, that's her thing right now. Um, and yeah, so, um, it was, it was a great time when, when, like I said, when you're there for as long as we were, it's just a lot of conversation, phones down conversation. Uh, you know, can you believe it? Not because I can't or, you know, she could can't, but as a society, it seems like we can't, but very very intentional um and i've become more and more intentional with the things i do not not just for a date but just in in general and um it was just it was it was great absolutely fantastic um conversation very organic very fluid just it it was it was i, I can't really ex- you know, explain where we went. It was, we laughed, um, and a lot. And, uh, uh, I guess the most interesting news for, um, those that know, I cannot stand the office. Can't stand it. She's a big fan of the office. And, um, we made a deal um, she doesn't hate friends. She just never got into it. I just, I really can't stand the office. So there's a big difference. Uh, more willing on her part than, than I am. So we made a deal that I have to watch the office and she will watch friends. And so that will be a thing. Um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not, not looking forward to it, but, uh, I'm going to do it, you know, might as well. Um, and yeah, just yay. (laughs) That's, that's my thought process. Um, so there, there's that. Um, it was just, just overall great. Um, I, I can't express it in any way, uh, other than what I'm doing right now. I, I think if this was, 
in person, you know, if I was in person with all 12 of you that, that listen on a consistent basis, they would be much different, but, um, this is, this is how it is right now. So, um, yeah. Um, mm -mm -mm. I'm trying to think if there there's anything else. Not not much else. That 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 was the icing on the cake. Work day was great. Um nothing too crazy there. So yeah. Um so I'm glad glad to finally uh share that. And uh I'm looking forward to where where this goes. We we joked uh that uh the, the we know the relationship will at least last as long as ten seasons of Friends and nine seasons of The Office, and I only know nine because I was corrected in that. I thought it was seven, and she's like, "Nope, there's nine. and I'm like, "Oh, okay, nine. So um, I knew it was like it ended in an odd number, like I knew it was like seven or nine. You know, I I I, I knew that, but um, so sorry, Office fans. I had I had uh, no belief that it was uh, eight or ten, and I knew that it wasn't ten because I, you know, I hold that that carrot uh, over many Office fans' heads that Friends got to ten and you didn't, so you know, kind of thing. Boo on you, boom on you, or doom on you, doom. That's what it is, doom on you. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that's everything. Um, uh, we have, uh, as far as the show sound credits, like I said, it's going to be relatively short. We have, uh, sons last night to talk about, um, didn't watch the game because I was on a date, which, you know, uh, I'm happy to say that that was the case. Um, so we'll go get into sons. Um, then we have, um, and that's courtesy of uh, Phoenix Suns YouTube page. Uh, Sun Devil Source YouTube page gives us Kenny Dillingham. Um, and then azcardinals.com gives us uh, Jonathan Gannon and Kyler Murray. So uh, with that, uh, we'll, we'll roll right into uh, Suns after uh, hearing from, uh, from Muya. And that's up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Muya Burgers, Fries, Shakes, and Billings is the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. There are several Muya locations throughout the United States and a couple of locations internationally. Let's start out with the food. The burgers are fantastic. They have burgers for every lifestyle, vegan, keto, low-calorie, as well as gluten-free. My personal favorite is the Cheddar Bacon Barbecue Burger. Their fries are always fresh, and don't forget about the Muya sauce. You can get a shake to go along with it. Though the food is good, I always leave satisfied, but their customer service is at the top. Rico, he's the general manager of Muya Billings. He and his staff are top-notch. They are located at 2695 King Avenue West in Billings, Montana. So go see my guy Rico. He'll hook you up. And tell him I sent you. Muya Billings, the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk.
the debut of the big three is going to have to wait just a little bit longer as Bradley Beal is shake was clearly shaken up from landing hard on his back and wasn't uh able to go. Um downgraded uh after shoot around, I believe, to um to out. So uh but Book and, and KD were were in full force and um led the Suns to a one thirty three to one fifteen victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. As a Minnesota Timberwolves team that is now eight and three, uh Suns are now five and six, but uh it was it was a um big big three uh hope for but more importantly, we're just glad for, for a win right now. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, 25 points, 10 of 17 from the field. Uh, perfect at the line, 5 of 5. Kim Durant, 31 points, 11 of 15 from the field. And also perfect at the line, 7 of 7. Uh, Rudy Gobert, 8 rebounds, 4 defensive, 4 offensive. Kevin Durant, 6 rebounds, 6 defensive. Um... Anthony Edwards, four assists, one turnover, 31 minutes. And Durant, uh, six assists, two turnovers in 35 minutes. For the Suns, Kevin Durant, 35 minutes. Uh, as I just said, 11-15 from the field. Perfect uh, from deep two, two, six uh, rebounds, six assists, and 31 points. Yusuf Nurkic, uh, 24 minutes, one of three from the field. Perfect uh, from deep, one of one. Five rebounds, four assists, three points. Um, Eric Gordon, 29 minutes, six of nine from the field, three of six from deep, one rebound, three assists, 15 points. Grayson Allen, 28 minutes, five of nine from the field, three of five from deep, three rebounds, two assists, 14 points. Devin Booker, 26 minutes, um, kind of easing him in there, but he was efficient with a 12 of 22, two of seven from deep, four rebounds, five assists, and 31 points. Um, uh, Metu, four minutes, four points. Drew Eubanks, 20 um, minutes, six of nine from the field, one uh, of one from deep, four rebounds, three assists, 13. Um, Watanabe, uh, third, uh, 23 minutes, three points. Uh, KBD, 13 minutes, two. Josh Okogie, 19 minutes, 12. Nasir Little, four minutes, two, and Jordan Goodwin, 16 minutes, three. Um, with two guys off the bench and uh, four uh, starters at six guys and double figures, a great recipe for success. Minnesota uh, McDaniels, uh, 23 minutes, six of 10 from the field, over three from deep, two rebounds, three assists, 13 points. Rudy Gobert, 25 minutes, two of five from the field. Um, eight rebounds, two assists, four points. Carl Anthony Towns, 31 minutes, 10 of 17 from the field. Oh, four from deep, seven rebounds, two assists, 25 points. Um, Mike Conley, 22 minutes, five of eight from the field. One of three from deep, two rebounds, uh, three assists, and 14 points. Anthony Edwards, 31 minutes, four of 16 from the field. One of three from deep, four rebounds, four assists, 13 points. Um, and, uh, my not five minutes, two points, Anderson, 21 minutes, six, uh, Brown jr. Um, 14 minutes, four Garza, 
um, five minutes, five, uh, read 19 minutes, uh, 13 with four or seven from the field, one or two from deep, four rebounds and, um, Milton 23 minutes, eight points, uh, four rebounds. Um, and, uh, Alexander, um, Walker with, um, a couple points to go with his at eight in 23 minutes. As a team, the uh, Suns were 51 of 85, 60%, uh, 17 of 31 from deep, 54.8%, and 14 of 15 missed one shot at the line, 93.3%. Timberwolves, 42 of 92, 45.7% from deep, 5 of 27, uh, 18.5%. And at the line, 26 of 28, 92.9%. The Timberwolves did out-rebound the Suns 40-32 to 32 with 16 offensive boards and 24 defensive. Uh, Suns had 5 and 27. Um, Suns outsisted the Wolves 31-18. Uh, to 18, um, But the T-Wolves did have 8 steals to the Suns 1 and 5 blocks to the Suns 4. With fewer turnovers, um, giving up 14 points. Uh, Suns had nine, giving up 15 points. Um, fast break points go the T Wolves way, nine to zero. Points in the paint, 60 to 54. Also T Wolves way, and fewer fouls, 14 to 21. Both teams had tech, uh, techno fouls. Uh, large lead for the Suns was 28. Largest lead for the uh, Timberwolves was three. Uh, with that, we have. Frank Vogel. Coach, uh, when did you know you weren't going to have Brad again? Uh, right at this, about the 60-minute mark, you know, when we had to report it. Um, yeah, he woke up with some residual tightness in the back this morning, and uh, we were hoping it would loosen up by game time, uh, but it did not. Uh, so we held him out. I'm curious, is are you guys doing a day-by-day deal with him, or are you yeah, well, they're they're working diligently on uh, you know getting it corrected and getting it right, and um, you know it's not going to be perfect. Backs are tricky, so um, you know, it was unexpected, but you know we had some some tightness, so um, it was uh, it was the right call that he did not play, and uh, they got a good plan to to try to get him back in action. Well, I just think that uh, his leadership on our team is really invaluable. You know, I mean, he's leading when he's not in uniform, you know, in film sessions, at practices. He's our most vocal guy. And uh, he's really taken the reins of that this year with this team. And um, even more so on the floor, you know, as the point guard um, running the show. You know, uh, we ask our point guards or primary ball handlers to, to get us in the action. Okay, And I will... You know, put us in action if I want to see it, but I want them to own their team. And, um, you know, he really takes control of that. And uh, and obviously the shot making and the attention that he draws, bringing two to the ball, his ability to pass the, ba- the basketball out of it uh, is really exceptional, uh, an underrated part of his game. And um, he was great tonight. How many times have we heard that about um, about a player, and especially someone like, like Book, is you know book kd or you know any of those guys but you know underrated underrated part because you know 
most of the time through the league, you're you're you know one or the other. You you're a great offensive player or, or a great defensive player. Very few, you know, are are both ways. Um, more so offensively than defensively in, in, in this NBA. And and someone like Book that, that you know, he's had plenty of uh, time playing the point. I mean, he was the primary ball handler before um, Chris Paul. Um, so, he you know, it's nothing new for him. But, um, and also probably something nothing new, but it's always good to hear, is how vocal he is. I Obviously, taking notes from Chris Paul. They, you know, Chris Paul, if he's on your team, he's always talking. He's always communicating. Um, I mean, the, the wealth of knowledge he has, you you hope that he is doing those things, and um, I I feel like that you know when you hear that comment, it's it it gets you jacked up. I know it did me, and um, you hope that when he you know you're not suited up that, that you can make a as big of an impact. But some you know sometimes it just doesn't go that way, uh, but. Um, the communication is, it's awesome. It's awesome, man. And, uh, like I said, that my mind immediately thought, uh, about Chris Paul and because that's, that's what he does. And, um, it's good to have someone on your team kind of taking that, that role and, and who else, you know, would you expect other than book? So, yeah, I, it's just, it, hearing that it got me jacked up and just, you heard the overwhelming um, comments that that Frank Vogel had to say there. I mean, th- those are things that stood out. A ton of defensive attention, doubles, all kinds of gimmicky defenses without book. Did it feel like he was able to kind of pick and choose his spots easier? Absolutely. You know, it's just he, the book makes everybody's life easier uh, for all those reasons we just said, and I think Kev did benefit from that tonight. Um, but Kev was locked in too. You know, I, I think even without Book in there, Kev was going to have that type of night. Coach, can you talk about uh, address the fact of playing a full four quarters, uh, which has not been the case for several games before? And also, I think you only had the team only had eight turnovers today, which is quite different from uh, several games in the past. Yeah, and against the number one defense in the league, you know, so I was really how uh, really happy with how we played offensively. Um, we understand that. You know, we've had had some stretches where we played a really good game but didn't close it. And 48-minute complete game was what was called for. I was on the board, you know, pregame. You know, that's what we needed to do. And um, it's nice to see our guys put together a full 48 minutes. Yeah, turnovers. I mean, we're just, uh, you know, we have to take care of the basketball. And and it's a lot of it is just making the right decision. You know, being in attack mode but under control. You know, and not, not driving into traffic too much or being sloppy with our passing. And, um, you know, I, I think we had two turnovers in the first minute and then one turnover the whole rest of the half. We ended up with three at halftime. And, you know, it's a, we understand that that's the one thing that's really holding us back offensively is, is turning, the, turning the basketball over and um, made some corrections and uh, improvements on that today. Yeah, really good. Uh, I don't. What was his total numbers? Um, yeah, thirteen, four for sixteen. Second night of back to back. You know, I mean, I, I think that's always a part of it. But you know, we made sure we brought the right attention to him. You know, and tried to limit his his downhill attacks. And 
Yeah, credit the guys on the ball, Grayson, J.O., um, whoever switched on to him, but credit our bigs even more. You know, our bigs really came up in the, in the pick and rolls and uh, limited a lot of those downhill attacks that he's so good at. So good at. Yeah, for the most part, I think they made five made five threes, and you know I feel like most of them were were pretty well contested. You know I didn't feel like they were getting a ton of open looks at the three point line. Um, so like I said, our, our fives did a good job of you know being up at the level with the pick and roll, but not not we didn't want to full out trap him and just just be complete in, in four on three basketball the whole night. So um, you know both of those guys, Drew and and Nurk, did a good job. You know just being up in the pick and rolls. Number one defense in the league, and uh, just one of the you know obviously they have a, a lineup with with Cat and Rudy that you know can be very intimidating and, and and imposing, but you know it could also struggle if you put enough shooting out there, and we wanted to try to expose that. Yeah, for sure. But it does, it's not just about making shots, <clears throat> excuse me, with J.O., uh, because we know he, there's a lot of ways he can be effective even without knocking down a few threes. You know, we want him to take a few threes every game. Um, low volume, high percentage is what we're asking him, him to be. And, you know, he's uh, he struggled uh, so far this, this year to put the ball in a basket from a three, but there's always a reversion to the mean. The law of averages plays out. He's not a 17% three-point shooter. So we're encouraging to shoot the right ones, uh, shoot them in rhythm with confidence, to continue to stay in the gym, which he does, and works on it, and then also get really, really good with his uh, all his other uh, tricks offensively with the redrives and the flips through the shooters and roll behinds and screens and cuts and all those types of things and crashes, you know, ways that he can be effective off offensively as well. And he was terrific on both ends tonight. I never worry about... Josh Akogi on on defense. He's always going to play defense, and it's always going to look scrappy. His offense is 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 one of those things that I you know it's hit and miss. Obviously, last night it was certainly hit, and anytime I feel like you know, I don't know, Jo is not like one of those hinge players. Like oh, if he's great, you know you're going to win. You you win a lot of times with, without it, but I feel like the percentage definitely goes up, and, and you, the same could be said about uh, about any player out there. I mean, you know, any bench guy, um, you know, get gets hot, but there's some that are more inconsistent than others, and unfortunately, that that's the truth for Jo. But um, I I like the question. Hey, how, you know, it's simple. How you know, how does it make you feel when, when, when he's like that? Well, yeah, obviously you're going to get a, a positive answer, but uh, I do like the other part of it that you, you know, that Frank said that he's always working and um, that can't be true of everybody. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, you, 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 you say it, but it's not true or, or sometimes you don't even, you don't even say it, but he, uh, I know that you know for Jo that that is that is his thing, Abs absolutely, and um, definitely definitely good to see and good to hear. Last one. 
That's not correct. If you watch tape, our pace was really good. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah, our pace was great tonight. You know, we were attacking before they were set most of the night. Um, I don't know. <laughs> we, we all looked at that and thought that was kind of crazy, but I was happy with our pace tonight. Thanks, Coach. Devin, just how did it feel uh, not only to be back, but to, but to look like your win was there and you were able to get the shots that you wanted and, and being in the flow with, with not only yourself, but with the other guys? Yeah, it's always nice just playing. Um, you know, trying to put my inputs in from the bench, you know, gets old after a while. And, you know, I just want to get out there and, you know, compete with the team. Curious, Kevin, what did you think of Devin's performance tonight? Incredible. I mean, that's what I expect of him, out of him every time he touched the floor, you know. Um, I maybe was expecting a little bit of, like, wind in his lungs, you know, early on, but he looked great. Was The pop was there, just playing with pace, and that's what we need. It's good to have our point guard back. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's tough, man. Just like I said, nobody wants to miss any games, especially, you know, when you're the best in the game and you want to prove it every night and something's holding you back. So, you know, he's, he's just trying to get right. You know, he's taking all the steps. He's in there early every day getting his treatment. So, you know, we're going to rally behind him, keep the morale high, and, you know, make sure he's in good spirit until we get him back on the court. Kevin, you've mentioned having to deal with some gimmicky defenses the last handful of games. <coughs> Look out there, did it feel like tonight you were able to yeah, most definitely. I mean, obviously, adding book is, um, puts a little bit more free into the defense, and then you got to give Minnesota credit. They don't – they like to rely on their defenders to guard up. You know, they don't rely on the guys that they pay to defend to ask for double teams. So, you know, I respect guys like that that just just play hard and play straight up. And tonight I was able to get to the post, get to my get to the mid-range as well. So, um, but adding book out there just makes everything easier for everybody. And, once we get Brad back, it's going to you know, feel the same way. So I'm um, looking forward to finally becoming a whole team. Look, Kevin, you played with the guys that uh, lead scores, several lead scores in the past. What's, what's the secret to the mesh and the getting everybody Um, That guys don't um, try to, you know, uh, minimize themselves. Um, just because we got talent on the team, I think guys still got to go out there and show that, showcase their full games. And it just might the timing might be different on when you're going to do that or when the other guys going to do it. But at the same time, you still got to, you know, um, play your game and not worry about other guys. And how to, and coaches going to figure out the best uh, places to put us. And tonight was one of those nights. One thing about what KD just said is. It's sometimes it's just that easier said than done that when you have such a uh, stacked team, especially, you know, on the front half, like the Suns do, you, you feel that, you know, it's, it's absolutely human to feel that you can just go out there and, and, you know, roll the balls out on the court and, and you're going to get a W. And I do wonder if that has been the thought with some of, you know, some of these games where even without Book and, and, and Brad, you still have one of the greatest shooters of all time out there, you know, he can carry us. And that has not been the case at all. And, um, you know, I would challenge everyone to a man. They're not, you know, ever going to hear this, but, 
Um, they could, but every to the man, you need to go out there and, and do your job. And one thing I, you know, want to say on top of that is I, I don't, you know, I don't always mind when, when Kevin Durant or book or, or Brad gets people involved, but when it's go time, you guys are the, you guys are the, the, some of the best, you know, in the game, just go, just, I mean, take over and just go. Um, and, uh, you know, bench guys, got guys playing your role. When you have an easy shot, take the shot. You know, don't you don't always have to kick it, get it out to to Kev or Book or 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 Brad. You know, and they're great shooters. I get it. You know, it's so easy. You know, but sometimes your role is. You get the offensive board. You're right there. It's a clear mismatch. You're in great position. Shoot it. Um, you know, yes, threes are better than twos, but sometimes points are just better than nothing at all. And and it, it's a pressure shot. Sometimes you can be so wide open. And these guys are humans. They're great sh- shooters. But you know, um, I you know I, I I don't mind the kicking it out for for what could be a a, a better shot. But if you're in great position. You you're you 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 have a a mismatch. Take the take the points. It's been so aggravating lately. You know I I know uh, most fans. Well, we don't have book. We don't have uh, Brad. And and now we have book. And now we don't have Brad. Um, or we you know whatever the case may be. These guys need to go out there and 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 do that. And and uh, you know I kind of wonder if Kevin's response was one one of those that we you know knowing he said knowing that you can't just go out there and do it uh, i wonder if that was kind of a message to the to everybody else if he felt like hey that that's what they exactly what they've been doing right before the half we had that open three yeah. passed out of and kept shot you the conversation there yeah just telling me to be aggressive kind of playing off what he just said um you know, I was thinking of for sure getting the last shot there, making sure they didn't get another attempt. But, you know, if we, we have open looks, we got to let it ride. And, you know, I would have said the same thing to him. Book, you mentioned giving your input from the sideline and kind of being tired of that. And Coach was complimenting your vocalness during the stretch when you've been out and whatnot. That's nothing new for you, but is there any more emphasis you're trying to put on that with Chris gone, or is that factoring into how you're thinking about kind of taking more of that on this year? Oh uh, yeah, I mean he he definitely did a lot of that last year um, or the last three years. So you know, just just being voices, but we have multiple leaders on this team that that lead in different ways. Um, you know, and I think the term leadership you know goes off if you're successful or not. Um, and there's many ways to do it. You know, I've had many different teams and different players, and you know, you kind of just have to figure out what's most effective um, to who you're trying to lead, but. You know, credit our team having a lot of experience from the coaching staff down to all the players that, you know, everything is collaborative and we can, you know, talk through situations. And, you know, it's like we've been there before and, you know, it feels like we've been a team for a long time. Kevin, you guys had two turnovers on the first three possessions. After that, didn't have them nearly the rest of the half. What do you think was the difference with that tonight? Um, we simplified our attack. Um, we didn't try to make the home run play. We found the open man, tried to go a lot of paint, the greatest and long athletic team. So we wanted to be a little bit more patient in our attack. And <clears throat> uh, I think we did that tonight. Kevin, how important was pace for you within your just picking your spots and switching speeds when you were attacking downhill? 
Uh, always, you know, that's going to be the name of the game for, you know, our, our whole season. We talked about it last playoffs, and we continue to. I think when we when we play slower, usually that means we're not getting stops. We're taking the ball out the net every time, and, you know, it allows people to throw junk defenses at him and let them set their defense. But, you know, if we get stops and, you know, we call it the kick-ahead action, like, get KD, get Brad out in the open floor, you know, they're tough to stop without fouling them or giving up a layup. Energy that uh, the T Wolves expended last night against the Warriors, <clears throat> emotionally and physically. Yeah, we loved that. I was, I was loving it for them. <laughs> <laughs> what were you guys expecting from uh, the T Wolves tonight before the game started? I mean, what, psychologically speaking, what were you guys expecting from, from this team that had gone through so much? Uh, that they were going to fight and play hard all the way through. Um, you know, a lot of respect for them. They've been playing really well this year, and you know, sometimes the schedule does that. You know, we just headed out east and played an early game the next day at 1 p.m. to a back-to-back to another early game. So there's always going to be spots like that. And, you know, when teams can find a way to come out and win those and still fight through those, you know, that, that shows the true character of a team. Book, I saw you grinning when Kevin referred to you as a point guard. Um, do you view yourself that way in this offense? I mean, what it... No, I'm just a relay. I catch in, I kick your head down. Relay man, cut off, cut off. Go ahead. You had that pocket pass to Drew when he skied over the cat. Have you seen him with that kind of hops before? Who? Drew. Yeah, I mean, where have you been watching? <laughs> I mean, just... We've seen Drew, Drew been in the league for a while now, and I've definitely seen a lot of those plays happen from him. And that was an emphasis on coach of finding him in the paint more, more for lives. I think we threw him a lob the day that he tipped in. Um, he's so athletic on that rim that we want to utilize him in those spots. And uh, especially when teams start to trap the pick and roll like we did, he rolled out early and was able to finish the play. So, yeah, I mean, when he palms that ball, it's going to be hard for guys to block that shot. And, you know, we've been seeing it for him since he got into the league. Look, Josh was going through a tough shooting stretch, but he nailed three tonight. How much as leaders do you guys emphasize confidence for those guys that love him? Yeah, I mean, he knows that. You know, he, he's been around. He understands that. Um, that's going to be team's defense. You know, they even leave strong side corner on them and just mixing in the ability to knock a few down. But, you know, take advantage of playing quick out of that, you know, to come to a dribble handoff to somebody else. We call it the Draymond Green action. Um, and he, you know, he he's a master in that role, you know. So that's what the regular season's for, to, you know, keep finding that and keep building confidence. Uh, yeah, super important. Um, you know, if they can keep, you know, the lead the same or extend that, that's always a plus. So, you know, those guys, we have a lot of talented guys on this team that, you know, are, are fighting for minutes, fighting for um, for playing time. So, you know, it's good to see that. Did you feel any effects from the layoff being, being off for these last two weeks? Uh, a little bit. What way? Yeah, last three weeks feels right. In, in what way? Oh, just getting my wind right. Kentucky and you got friends now. Does that resonate with you and you guys are going harder against each other? 
I do it every night. I have smoked with a lot this every night. The whole league. Yeah, everybody. I like Kevin Durant. The whole league. We come on, bring that smoke. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, uh, we're going to briefly go into, and when I say briefly, it, it will be briefly, um, into ASU football, and we will go ahead and, and do that next on Big Sky Sports Talk, unofficially presented by Muya Billings and the first date site between me and uh, she who will not be named right yet. I realized I didn't say it earlier, and it's not being said now. Kenny Dillingham spoke to the media uh, yesterday after uh, practice and had a couple things to say, just uh, about five minutes or so. And so we will go ahead and, and dive into that right now. Pretty solid, pretty good energy. Uh, obviously, we got you know some new things rocking on both sides of the ball, so you know we got to be able to got to be able to execute them on game day. Yeah, it's trying to change up. You know, you can't do the same thing back to back weeks versus really good teams. Uh, you know, eventually we want to be a team that does the dictating too, which means we we do what we do, we change up how we run the plays that we run, and then defenses have to change for us. We're not there yet. Uh, we're, we're not an offense that can just, you know, a team's going to change for. So we've got to be able to adapt and change ourselves, and that puts, puts more, uh, you know, pressure on being able to learn new things throughout a week because you got to be able to find advantages uh, other than just, hey, We've got good numbers leveraging grass. We've got to be able to find some different advantages, some unique advantages. So challenge the players to really dial in mentally uh, and be creative and, and go out there and execute on Saturday. Have you coached anyone as broadly versatile as Scatterbluth and the punting for the, how he throws the ball and the running back? Uh, there's only one other guy. Uh, it would be Jordan Travis or Bo Nix. They can both punt. They can both throw. They're both going to run 4-5. So probably not going to be as downhill of a runner as him, so I guess the answer is Scat. But from just an athlete perspective, that can kind of do it all. I was showing you the other day, if Scat was six foot one, he'd probably be a quarterback. So. Speaking of quarterbacks, I know you talked about Bonex yesterday, him getting rid of the ball, but what's the, what's the biggest challenge to simulate him to the defense? I think his, what I said, the, the ability to get rid of the ball fast, so it's hard to pressure him because he gets rid of the ball fast. But if you don't pressure him, his ability to extend plays. So it's like half dozen one, half dozen another. Why do we keep blitzing him? He keeps throwing hot. All right, well, he keeps scrambling. Why don't we blitz him? So it's just one of those games that you have to have really, really timely calls. Um, they have to not be easy to see and you have to confuse them, which every team's tried to do this year and nobody's been able to execute. So a great challenge for our defense to go out there and, and try to execute a plan uh, to really kind of make him uncomfortable. Coach, the goal of like any game usually is to make a team one-dimensional. When, uh, when a team is as good as Oregon is on both, both sides, on both sides of the offense, 
Um, and like if you take Trey Franklin and Tez out of the out of the game, they have Bucky Irving coming out of the backfield, who's a really great player as well. Just what are the challenges of trying to make Oregon one-dimensional, and is it even possible? Not really possible. Uh, the goal is to take away what we believe are their strengths, right? And they've got a ton of strengths, but to take away what we think are the plays and, and the philosophy that gets them into a rhythm. And uh, if we can take away the plays that get people in a rhythm, then maybe the explosives won't happen as much. But to say you're going to take away everything is, is fool's gold. To say you're going to take away and make them one-dimensional is not going to happen because they'll just run the ball for 340 on you. If you want to take away the pass, throw it for 460. So you've got to be able to take away what you want to take away in different situations in the game with disguises that they don't know what we're trying to take away on that play. So it's not going to be a game where we try to say, hey, take away their X receiver or take away their A or take away the Bucky. This is a game where we got to mix up what we're taking away based off of film study um, and then make them not understand which guy we're trying to take away. Yeah, he's throwing the ball really well. Uh, obviously, I don't. He's not going to be ready this week to play. Uh, his goal, our goal, is just to continually get him back uh, and ready to ready ready. I mean, he could be maybe an emergency guy, but I, I'm not going to throw him in there. I mean, he's practiced really one week of football as a true freshman to say, "Hey, go get him, Tiger." Like that ain't fair, right? That's not that's not what I should do. Uh, so it's one of those scenarios where we're going to try to try to get him back more in a rhythm. But he's looked really good. He looks uh, like he's getting back healthy. He's got to get out there and play football a little bit. I know still two games to go, but at this point in the season, is there a player who has just stood out to you as just almost like most improved or just someone who from day one to now just looks like a different player in your eyes? Day one to now looks like a different player. I mean, I think Shamari, his growth throughout the year, you know, adapting to the speed of this level and then being becoming a really good player quickly. Uh, I would say Shamari's definitely one of them. BJ Green, but he started so fast, so that's hard to say BJ. So uh, I think there's a few, but those two, you know, come to mind. Mom said it the other day you have you approached Yeah, I mean, what we're doing is not even close to what I did last year. I'm just going to be honest. So uh, there's a lot of freedom for Trenton, a ton, but it's completely different types of freedom. Uh, completely different types of freedom. I mean, I couldn't even put on the film of what we're doing right now and, and compare it to what I did last year. Different players, different scheme, different strengths. And uh, so we definitely have changed pretty drastically, but Trenton still has a ton of freedom. Uh, you can see it throughout the game. So he's just got to continue to make good decisions. Uh, with the football and with uh, the pre-snap decisions that we do give them. All right. That's uh, everything ASU. The only thing I had to comment about is, you know, when asked about um, uh, Jaden Rashada coming back and, you know, uh, play football and, and kind of how quick they want to get him in there. And he said it's unfair to him, especially, you know, coming back and then being a true freshman to that. So we won't be doing that. Um, but kind of, to me, it hints that he, you know, that when he does come back that he might, he might be QB one again. Um, I, you know, try, I try to lean to the trust of the coaches, but to me, I feel like that's, that's a mistake. I, I think at this point um, with a couple of games left, 
I let Trenton Borgay do his thing. Um, and uh, hopefully you can convince Jaden Rashada to stay for next year. Um, that like that's that's the thought. Um, and then the opposite coin. Well, if he doesn't play, you know, maybe, maybe if he gets a taste of of it, um, or more than what he's had up to this point, um, that will make up his mind and on his own that he'll stay here. So it's one of those things, but I know Kenny Dillingham is, he's, he's not about that. He's like, Hey, if you want to be here and he said it multiple times, if you want to be here, then you're going to be here. You're going to uh, earn time and you're going to play. If uh, you don't want to be here, then, then go somewhere else. And, uh, uh even for someone as, as talented as Jaden Rashada, uh, you know, the door will be shown. That is, uh, for certain, uh, we'll move from college football to, the NFL and, and talk Cardinal football with uh, Jonathan Gannon and, and Kyler Murray. Uh, and that will be up next on Big Sky Sports Talk, unofficially presented by Mooyah Billings. Both the head coach and the quarterback spoke to the media. We will go ahead and just dive right into that. That happened uh, yesterday. Uh, so here first is JG, Jonathan Gannon. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't look like a rookie out there. I know that. Uh, process is extremely fast, very accurate, quick release. Um, they're, I don't know, top one or two in explosive passes in the NFL right now. Um, and explosives come up on all downs, mixed downs, third known pass. He's doing a really good job. That's why they're, you know, the record. They're above 500 right in the playoff hunt. Playing good football right now. Really good football. CJ Shroud is looking really good, and 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 Houston is is feeling really great about about that selection uh, uh, right now. We'll see what happens later in the year and in, in, in year two, but CJ's looking really good, and and um, everybody else that that has taken some rookie quarterbacks really have not. Um, you know. Trevor Lawrence is going through it right now. Mac Jones is is really really struggling. Um, uh, uh, Bryce Young struggling. It's it's you know, but C.J. Stroud he's 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 looking really good right now. Um, I'm sure there's some things they might can throw at him that he hasn't seen, but I I, I like the that the approach of no no no. We're we're going at him full force like he's a veteran, and if you do that, I feel like you you, you can might could get an, an an upper hand because he is going to have rookie moments, and so knowing that, yeah, you got to throw everything at him, whether he's seen it or not. You got to play your game. You can't worry about what he's going to do. Jumped off the tape. In, in terms of Kyler's comfort level overall, you know, game one. Uh, how did you assess it, and then how much room for improvement is there still? Yeah, we'll take it day by day. You know what I mean? It was good. That was kind of the next step in the process of getting them in out there and playing in the game. And then, uh, you know, uh, the 48 hours after the game, his body, you know. And then uh, we'll get on the practice field today and keep it moving forward. What do you see from Texas defense? Fast. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, fast, physical. 
uh, violent. They got, a, in my opinion, a really good back end uh, with Petrie and Jimmy Ward and Stingley's back now, uh, Steve Nelson. Um, you know, but they, they're, they're sound. It, it, this scheme, D'Amico, obviously, you know, doing a really good job. And San Fran coming over there, you see it show up. The scheme's extremely sound. They don't give you a lot of air. There's not a lot of catch and run. Uh, they fit the run very sound. They tackle well. They're, they're, you know, they play fast. And their technique, fundamentally very sound. And uh, they make you earn everything. As beat up as you guys have been on the defensive line and with some of the names that you had brought in, how impressed have you been with what that group has been able to do this season? Yeah, I think Derek's done a really good job with those guys, you know, which uh, those guys play some different spots, different roles. We ask them to do some different things week to week. And uh, they've, they've really been um, playing within the framework of what we ask them to do with good technique, good violence, good motor. Um, I'm, I'm really pleased with that room. They're doing a good job, but they want to play. They all want to play and get in and get their opportunities and help us win. Phenomenal. Has met your expectations so far? Yeah, he's playing well. Started every game, playing a premier position. Um, you know, I, th I think he continues to get better week to week. And, and that's not just on game day, too. That's looking at the whole scope of practice, you know, fundamentals and his process and how he's going about it. How he's studying, he's getting, he's doing. I just had a conversation with him on Monday. He's, you know, he kind of found his sweet spot of how he likes to watch tape now. I think, and um, sky's the limit. Good, should uh, we'll see this week, but progressing. You mentioned how well CJ Stroud's played. How about that offense? Maybe familiar, obviously. Yeah, a little different. A little different. Sloak's done a good job because they got some different players, you know what I mean? And he's kind of tailor-fitted it. But, um, you know, I thought that they made some adjustments from early in the year to where they are at now. Um, that's helped the ball club. I think he's done a really good job, this being his first year calling it. I think he calls it, um, you know, aggressively and keeps the defenses off balance um, with different play types, different personnel groupings. Um, I thought I think he's done a really good job. It's easy to kind of get lost in, not lost, but just dealing with the week-to-week -week preparation for opponents. But how do you kind of approach player development with with rookies and veterans? Is there a difference? Yeah, every day we talk about player development in five buckets, and they got to be improving. That's a, that's a really good question because I said that um, that can't go away once the season starts. You know, in all five buckets, so. You know, they have the resources that they need, and, um, you know, the staff has done a really good job with that, helping those guys out. And, um, you know, I, I'm really pleased with where our guys are at um, as far as developing their game as the season has went on. With the successful returns of Garrett Williams and now Kyler, mm -hmm. guys you have to be patient with. And with the timeline, is it just reinforce the plans that were in place for those guys from the training staff and that whole collaborative? Yeah, I think it's it's everyone together has done a good job with that, you know, and <clears throat> knowing that those aren't going to be linear time frames and, you know, each just take it day by day. But the people that have helped those guys and those guys putting the work in, um, you got to be, you know, I don't know what mentally and physically tough is, but you have to be that, you know, and um, 
I think they've done a really good job, and I thought Garrett had a, you know, I think he played the most snaps this last game. He came in and probably felt the best that he's felt. You can ask him about that. So that's a really good, po that's a positive for us. Um, you know, Kyler, I'm sure, will continue to, you know, he'll feel better and better as he gets going. But uh, those, the guys that have worked with him from the performance staff to the strength coaches to, uh, you know, the training room, all those guys have had their hand in that. And they're detailed out, and I am kind of make them be detailed out, but they've done a really good job. When you look back and watch the, the game, what, what was it about Kyler, I mean, 11 months to the day since he last played that really jumped out to you that he did really well, considering the uh, That there was no restrictions, honestly. Kind of looked like who I thought he was going to look like. Probably a little better. When you have a quarterback that's able to scramble out of the pocket and make off-schedule plays, as Kyler does, for example, that, that scramble in the fourth quarter. Is it more so discipline or technique with the offensive line when you do have plays that do extend 10, 15 seconds long? Both, you know what I mean, and effort too. You got to block your guy a little longer, you know what I mean? But uh, the flip side of that is he can get you out of trouble sometimes too. So they're, uh, they'll take that trade off, I'm sure. How encouraged are you that with this game, with so many of the things that didn't go well, could have led to a loss, but come out of it with a win. But knowing essentially how much room for improvement there yeah. still is. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of our process on Monday. Is is hey, you win the game, lose the game, but here's the things that we have to improve on. Here's the things that we got to get cleaned up. This could have helped us win. This could have been a reason why we lost. So it's kind of our same process every Monday when we come in there, and uh, our guys know this is a different week. You know what I mean? And we got there's some different things that we have to do versus this ball club to give ourselves a chance to win, which changes a little bit every week. But, um, you know, the effort, the hitting, playing with your brain, all that stuff has to stay consistent. And playmaking and production go into winning games in the NFL. What does it say out of Marquise's season this year, even though he's, he's come really close to making a lot of long touchdown plays, mm -hmm. just been off, but he's still putting up decent numbers? Yeah, when his numbers call, he wins. So that's what I see out of him. He gets open and he catches the ball. So um, excited to see him, you know, this week. And uh, as we move forward, um, I know this. I, I know he's a really tough cover. When you talk to, when you watch the tape, and then when you talk to people that play you, they're worried about number two. You mentioned Kyler getting you out of trouble. Is that kind of the definition of a franchise quarterback? You know, somebody who can kind of. No, it's his skill set. I mean, he's there's because a lot of guys can't do what he does. Uh, extension of plays with his legs, you know, he's he's special at it, um, and that helps your team. I guess the stats said he, he faced one of the highest splits rates he's ever seen in, in his career. How do you think he handled that? Really well. Yeah, I thought he, I th there was no panic in his game. I didn't think that he was uh, jittery in the pocket at all. Um, and then he made some people miss too when they're bringing five, so I thought he did well. Is there anything more you want to see from the running backs behind James? No, just uh, keep doing what you're coached to do and production and making sure that we're good in the run in the pass game and uh, you know when they're number called to to produce. With it being the first time coaching him on the field, what did you learn about him as a player? Um, I don't know. I don't, that's a good question, Josh. I wouldn't say. I think that he is. Um, what is the one term? He is who I thought he was going to be. No, I, I like that. Uh, what is it? 
they are or what they thought they'd be or something. Yes. I, I don't even know who even said that. I'm not a historian. But um, I, I like that. I, I kind of thought that he was going to be pretty even keel, and that's what he was. And um, whether, you know, I talked about all the lead changes, but, you know, some good drives that ended in touchdowns, some three and outs, a sack. We went backwards once, you know what I mean? Obviously, the last drive, cool, calm, and collected. And uh, I appreciate that. Good, good. Yeah, we got to work on some things on a road environment now. First time Kyler's been on the road with us. You know what I mean? So a bunch of new things, like I said, next step in the process. But um, we had some pre-snap stuff that we got to get cleaned up. And that's just those those guys, you know, making sure that Kyler's comfortable with certain things and, and Drew can help him out. And Kyler has to help him out too. So um, that'll be a learning process as we go here the next month of the season. Mike Dunn moments with Buddha. He called one of BJ's sacks a coverage sack. Are you seeing kind of an uptick in that? Yeah, it was a coverage sack. It was. <laughs> no. <laughs> Rush and coverage go together. Rush and coverage go together. Why he said that? Because he Buddha took away the first read and BJ then made his guy miss. But um, <clears throat> that's what I say. Pass defense. You know, you play well in the pass game. You play poorly in the pass game. It's never about one group. It's never about one guy. It's never about the, the, the completely the play. It's everybody. You know what I mean? It's the position coaches. It's the play calls. It's the execution of how you rush, the rush plan, four-man rush mechanics, five-man rush mechanics, three-man, seven-man, uh, what coverage structures you're playing, um, what routes you're having to defend, You know, taking away the first read, denying access. There, that could go on and on and on. It's um, it's when you play well in the pass game or when you don't play well in the pass game, it's everybody falls into that. And I think that gets lost sometimes. Well, this guy, he gave up five balls. Well, they found the stress of the coverage and other guys didn't do their job. You know, oh, this guy got it out of the pocket and he threw an explosive. Is that on the DBs or is that on the rush mechanics? Or is that on the coach that set up the game plan that didn't, you know, have it corralled? You know what I mean? So it's all of us together. So. Uh, but I didn't hear the mic'd up, but if he said that, uh, it probably is true. Um, I, the biggest thing in my mind goes when he says that is not even what you would think. It's exactly the reason why, me personally, I I love sports, but specifically I love football because there's so much strategy involved in it. He literally broke it all down of, you know, what really is is going on in in football to me is chess with three hundred pound pieces. That's what football is. The all the strategy that it takes to play a chess game, because you know, there's a lot of strategy involved in playing chess. If you've ever played it, I'm not very good. I love to play it, but I'm not very good. I the record I have is like you know two and like a you know whatever else many times I played like, but there, there's just so much in, involved in football and it, and it does go hand in hand. You know, if you can cover good, you know, um, and the rush is good. Your defense is going to be good. If, if a guy, if one guy misses the assignment, you, you covered in, in, in rush good, but one guy didn't. Uh, well, this is, the whole thing is bad. It's, it, it's it's so cohesive, and 
there's so much involved and it can be from players to execution to coaching execution to to really everything and i think that's also what can be so so frustrating uh, uh, about it all at the same time as a armchair quarterback you you know you feel like you 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 know more than than the guys playing it and the guys coaching it but it is absolutely not true and like i said that's the best description i can give you about football it's chess with 300 pound pieces i think i actually said in a team meeting that was a coverage sack Yeah, they got good backs, and I think Pierce will be back, and I have a very, very high opinion of him. Um, haven't played against them a couple times or one time, but, uh, you know, they run the ball effectively. They got a good old line, and um, it sets up their action game too. So um, we got to make sure that we tackle. That will be a, a main focal point this week. Um, we have to tackle because in the pass and run game, they break a lot of tackles. And um, they they make you they break down your leverage, so we got to do a good job with our leverage in the football, and uh, getting more than one hat on the ball. All right, that was JG. We'll go ahead and move on to Kyler right now. How have you felt physically the last forty eight hours after the game? Pretty good. Um, you know, I've practiced, but there's nothing like a game to be able to you know kind of try to anticipate how I'm going to feel. Um, that was kind of big for me is to see, you know, how I feel after the game. Um, a little sore, but, you know, I uh, feel good. Cameron caught that shot of you kind of on a knee after the game when he drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so JG was like, show me some love. You know, I was walking off the field, and I was like, bro, we got to win. We ain't won the game yet, you know. So obviously got full faith in, um, you know, Prater to knock it down. Um, but it was just, you know, uh, obviously a good moment, you know, a, a great moment for us to go down two-minute drill, uh, first game back, be able to win the game. Um, that was the most important thing was, you know, win the game. So I was, uh, I was happy about that. It's just a start. What do you expect out of yourself moving forward the final, final stretch? Uh, just trying to get better each week. Um, thought it started off solid, uh, you know, some, some, um, some misses here and there that, you know, obviously would love to have back, but, um, you know, for the first game back, I, I thought I was, felt comfortable out there, uh, didn't feel, you know, sped up or anything like that. So it was, it was good to, you know, be back in the, in the mix. Is it, are, are you in a place where it's kind of like, okay, with that first one out of the way, everything's normal again, or do you feel like you're still kind of working into normal? Um... I mean, I don't know, you know, normals, it's, uh, I was talking to somebody the other day, one of my boys, uh, you know, it's um, when you've, you're used to winning and you've played at, you know, that, that high of a level and you know what that feels like, like, kind of, kind of a baseball reference as well. Like when you're playing at that level, it's, uh, you're always on edge, you know, you're never really comfortable. Um, And I I think great players kind of understand, like, um, when I say you're always on edge, it's you're trying to stay in that, you know, whatever zone that you're in, you're trying to stay in it. Um, however you, you get in it, um, as long as possible, you know, especially in baseball. It's, it's such such a mental sport. You know, I, I say that because even if you if I hit two home runs, you know, I still go home and be like, okay, how do I continue this? I don't, I don't, I don't relax and feel like, okay, I had a good game today. No, I got to keep doing it. And that's the same thing for me as far as football goes. It's like, okay, I felt good, but I need to keep playing well or I need to, uh, how do I get better the next week? You know, so I'm always, you know, never at ease with what went on the past week, trying to get better and uh, move forward. Kind of piggybacking off of that, you know, your, your whole life you've been, you know, one of the best, you know, when you step on the field, you always know that, you know, your talent can, can kind of will you to, to win. But 
when you go through what you went through where that challenge kind of mm -hmm. you just take it away and you have to fight so hard to get back to do it and then you get that first game back. How did that feel for you personally to know that you, you kind of uh, I mean, I never waver, you know, um, as far as getting hurt goes, like that's that's nothing I can control. You know, that was something I can't control. Uh, I think everything happens for a reason. Um, if anything, it just allowed me to sit back and you know, um, kind of just you know, be in my own you know kind of zone and just uh, see the game from afar. Something that's never been taken away from me. Um, I've always played. You know, never never really been hurt. And even when I was hurt, I play. Um, so to be able to sit back, I guess it was kind of good for me. Um, but as far as the talent, I don't think the talent just leaves. I think mentally, that's, you know, people get messed up is, you know, uh, if, you, if you're not, you know, mentally strong or, or, you know, see, I don't know, see it differently than, uh, see it differently than that. But We'll get to you in, in a second, Darren Urban, but um, I've said it before because, the, the you know, it's a similar comment, but you, that, it seems to me, and it seems also to Kyler, that an ACL was probably, and, and it's, you know, remained to be seen, but the best thing that could happen to him. And, and anyone else would be like, oh, man, that sucks. That's terrible because you're never the same. Or you, But for him, I think it's more mentally the same. Like, you know no football what you love to do where you're being paid to do for exactly 11 months or on the field rather i mean yeah you're practicing yeah you're you're fighting to get back you're rehabbing but it's not the same as as being on on the field and and, and playing the game and i feel like there's a greater thirst hunger and thirst for kyler and that could really really benefit him and the Arizona Cardinals. Meetings all along, even though you couldn't be on the field. Is there any part of you that feels like this is still a little bit of a, of a training camp process for you in terms of absorbing this offense? Or because you've been in all those meetings, that's not, you're, you're well past that? Um, no, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I will say, you know, being in a different offense for the past four years, it was, um, it was new. It was definitely new. A lot of you know terminology and stuff like that. Being out there, seeing a certain coverage, and you know thinking back to like old uh, you know old habits or uh, things that we would do. Um, but at the same time, being in the moment and not you know you know not being able to go to what I would normally go to, having to stay with what we're doing now. Um, there's definitely some old habits that want to you know creep back in when you're out there. But um, no, it's 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 good, you know, breaking those habits, um, trusting the process, and, and and you know with Drew's with Drew's coaching teaching, uh, it's been great. Um, but no, as far as the training, no, I feel I, I don't feel like uh, you know those reps like last year. I, I missed a lot of reps. I, I felt a little different this year. I feel pretty good. You told us before that game that you liked it. You felt comfortable but it's different than practice. So now that you have that game experience, a little bit better feel for it, how is it going to allow you to do what you do best? Say that again? The Nice game. Yeah. How is it going to allow you to do what you do best? Uh, I, I just think, you know, it's uh... – I can I can go into the game just trusting it, you know, and just allowing myself to be me. If it's like, um, you know, the, the superhero plays and stuff like that, like they just happen, you know. I don't. It's not forced. It's just play within the system. Um, 
you know, obviously do what we're coached, do what we're taught, and then if, if something breaks down, do what you need to do and, you know, make something happen. But other than that, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're being coached well. Uh, I, I love the scheme. I love what we're doing. Um, you know, and the, t the attention to detail to it all is, uh, is really what I love the most, so. Are you a different person, teammate, player after going through all of this? Um... I mean, I, yeah, I think I'm a different person. I think, I think so. I think just uh, some things that you know happen to you, you can't really control. That just you know either elevate you or, or bring you down. But I think this is one of those things that, like like I said, everything happens for a reason. I think it was for the better, um, not only for me but just for everyone. You know, um, and I think that uh, you know a lot of people keep saying that I'm a different. You know, uh, he's such a better leader now. He's this and that. Like I don't. I just think people. Um, I don't want to get too much into it, but. Um, just being, it's just, you know, the light's different right now. You know, I think uh, people around me, um, teammates, everybody, it's just, uh, it's just different energy. The video is out there with you talking about uh, mm -hmm. Bruce Lee, and we know, you all know the respect and admiration. How, how much did that help you through this long process? That's just the mentality. Um, you know, that's, that's always stuck with me. You know, I know I, that's something that, you know, um, that's inside of you. You know, it's not something that um, you just you just pick up one day or you know you try to try to live by it one day. No, that's uh, as soon as I got hurt. You know, like I said, I had one day. Uh, really, not really one day, but just the moment after it happened, and then uh, on the way to the car. But after that, it was just kind of like, all right, you know, we we gotta we gotta go. We gotta get better. Um, it's in God's hands. I trust and believe in everything that's about to happen. And uh, how do we how do we work hard and get back to it? You know, uh, so that was the mentality. Was there anything you learned about yourself physically on Sunday that you know, hey, I did this, or I can do more of this now, or just anything like that that you were curious how your body would respond? Yeah, sliding, taking a hit, um, you know, scrambling for the first time. All those things, that, you know, I've done it in practice. I haven't slid in practice or got hit, but I've you know, running around and stuff like that to do it. You know, first time, first time I took off. That third down, I felt kind of slow, uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was kind of an eye opener. Like, okay, we're good. Um, and then, you know, like I said, it was just, you know, feeling the aches and aches and sorenesses after the game and stuff like that. But other than that, it was try to, you know, prepare myself hard, you know, for that moment. So there are a lot of new faces on that offensive line that you haven't had the chance to play behind. What was it like playing behind them? And also. When Paris was drafted, you were very excited to mm -hmm. have that that franchise right tackle over there. How has your relationship kind of evolved with him? I was good. Uh, obviously, DJ was down. Uh, Beach had to step in. Uh, Tristan's got hurt. Um, so we, you know, O'Connell's at left guard. It was it was a bunch of new faces, uh, but it was good. You know, obviously, just trying to do my job, get the ball out if it, you know if need be, um, to help those guys out. You know, pretty good, pretty good team over there. Um, but you know, as far as drafting Paris, obviously, anytime I feel like a quarterback gets, you know, a guy that is as talented as good as him, you're going to be happy, you know, because if you can stand up, stand up in the pocket, stand up straight, keep you upright, um, feel like you'd be pretty good. So. Did you give him any sort of warning of like, hey, I can, I can make some plays? Like. <laughs> no, I, no, JG told him in the meeting. He he had a holding call. He was. Uh, I just think you know it's a little different playing with me, obviously, but uh, he'll figure it out. You know, he's he's played at a high level his whole life, so it's not a it's not too much you know too much different. I think he'll be good. Kyle, you won Rookie of the Year, you know, your first year. And yeah, you, I'm sure you can appreciate what CJ Stroud yeah. is doing right now. What are your thoughts on how he's taking the league by storm? No, I love it. I love it. Um, 
you know, uh, to see what he's doing, man. It's, um, I, like I said, I love it. You know, it's uh, for, a, for a fellow African-American quarterback to be doing what he's doing at this level, you know, especially in his rookie year. Uh, it's impressive. Um, but it's just, you know, you love, you love the game. If you really love the art and, you know, the detail of the position, uh, he's playing it the right way. Uh, he's obviously leading those guys. Um, they believe in him. They trust in him. So um, he's, I'm, I'm proud of him. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm excited to see his, uh, his career. You've obviously uh, faced D'Amico Ryan's defense you know, several times in your career. What are your impressions of, of this version of D'Amico Ryan's defense? Uh, similar. You know, obviously similar. You know, played 49ers um, in the past, even this year. Uh, I think it's a similar defense. So um, I'm excited to, you know, line it up and go against them. You called in the video. You posted the the win, mm-hmm. the perfect ending, I guess, to that day. Yeah. In that process, like, did you get to kind of think about that a little bit more after the game? Um, I mean, a perfect night is winning the game. You know, that's uh, obviously, you know, you could do more, throw more touchdowns, run for more yards, whatever it may be. But no, at the end of the day, uh, all I wanted to do was win the game. So that was, you know, that's what made it a perfect night. With the, the package that apparently be, was used Sunday and might be used going forward with Clayton, with those, those certain situations. Yeah, I told. Uh, I told. <laughs> no, because they took the touchdown off the board, and then um, yeah, they told Clayton to go in, which I obviously uh, you know I knew situation. Uh, but I was like, it was it was on the half yard, and we I was just joking on the sideline. I was like, I'm about to go back in the game, and um, but no, nah, it was it was good. I, I was you know just happy we scored. Down the sideline with Trey earlier in the game, kind of laid out the PI was calling, still yeah. pulled it in. Does that just kind of reinforce trust in Trey throughout, you know, further down the road in that game? Yeah, I mean, you know, he got going early, not really predetermining reads or anything like that. You know, just for me, just you know, going to where the ball's supposed to go and uh, playing clean that way. Obviously, when you play like that, usually good things happen. Um, and he made a play. I mean, obviously, I think he was he was he was feeling good that you know Sunday. So. I don't know how many yards he had, but it was it was a good day for him. Did you sense any kind of rust from yourself? Well, I was asked. I asked. You know, I kept asking. I was like, "How's it look? How's it look?" You know, because like, um, I, you know, it, it didn't feel it didn't feel rusty. You know, I didn't feel as far as um, we're getting out there. Obviously, we go three and out, but I, you know, I didn't I didn't know what to really expect. I felt you know felt good throughout this whole process. Um, get out there and. Um, just kind of see where the see where it goes, but uh, uh, I felt good. You know, I felt good. Uh, I felt confident, and and I think I don't know. You 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 know, you be the judge. I, I let y'all be the judge, but I felt I felt I feel solid. Did you in this whole process? Did you take time to reflect on you know what you're talking about at the moment being carted off the field? Mm-hmm. And was there any doubt that crept in? You go back to that at all, or do you move forward from here? No. Uh, you know, I know certain people don't like to watch themselves getting hurt or you know things like that. Uh, to me, it all feels like a blur. It feels like it really kind of never happened. Kinda, uh, it's hard to explain, but uh, now that I'm in this moment, like it just it just feels like this is where I'm supposed to be. All that um, I know I've been hurt, but you know all the work, every doing the same thing every day. Uh, like I said, it feels like it feels like it went by so quick. Um, and and now that we're here, we're here. So it's kind of weird, but. Uh, no, no, uh, no doubts, no doubts. Have you watched it? I mean, obviously, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. How big was it at the end of the game with everything going on 
and then the, the, the James play where he went down yeah. and that whole process of making sure everyone was on the same page. Just something that we practice. I think every team should practice. I'm sure they do. Uh, you know, in the game situations, in the half situations, um, pride ourselves on being coached, a good, a good coach team. Um, and obviously, you know, JG, Drew, they, they make sure we, we uh, rehearse those situations and, we, you know, we execute it well. Jake, you said he looked maybe even better than he expected. Does he express that kind of stuff to you, or does he try to keep it? Um, I told y'all, you know, he was he was trying to put a, um, you know, not a gauge on, you know, calm down, let it, you know, he might not look like how, you know, it's looked before. But, um, hell, I don't even know if he knew what, you know, what was going to look like. I, I didn't. So, you know, I just – I expect to go out there and make plays and do my thing. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of, lot of room to grow and improve. You know, I think it was a good start, but, you know, I think we can all get better. As emotional potentially as that game could have been, he said he was impressed how even killed you were mm -hmm. with everything going on in that game. Was that something you were sort of conscious of, or is that just kind of how you always are? Uh, I think I'm always that way. Obviously, when things go bad, you got to, you know, control, control the body language and stuff like that. Every player goes through it. Um, but, no, I, I've never, never been a guy that's up and down. I don't like um, – I don't like the ups and ebbs and flows. You know, people are people are too up and down for me. It's kind of we don't really vibe well. You know, I'm kind of like, if you know me, I'm really steady. Um, so that's how I try to be. You know, everybody's looking to me when bad stuff happens. Obviously, there's moments where we all get frustrated and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, try to stay just try to stay even keel and give these guys confidence because they're always looking to me. So that's uh, you know, that's that's how it's always been really. I don't doubt that. Kyler's ability to be even keel is 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 accurate. With the exception of when you add in, he said, you know, when when bad things happen, it it's you you have to try to remember to, you know, um, how to present the body language and and, and what you're saying. And in the past, Kyler has not done that very well. And I wonder also during this time he's realized that he's got to um, to mature in in that way. Um, that you know you can't be telling your coach to calm the f down, and you can't have these meltdowns on the on the sideline um, with uh, D Hop. And you know all the all these other different things that, that you're doing, um, hadn't seen that yet. Uh, I know it's only been game one, uh, but I there's just so much you can tell that happened during those eleven months for Kyler, and it all looks so very positive. And I just I hope that he doesn't make a liar out of me or out of any of us. For that matter, communication during the game with Drew and on the field and in this first time out. It was great. It was great. You know, obviously a different voice that I'm used to, but you know he's uh, he was great. Uh, the communication was solid, awesome. Um, you know, he's really like I said, the attention to detail with him is major. Um, and for me, I, you know, I love I love it because you know he's he's always got a reason for why we're, what we're doing. Um, you know, he always has an answer for any question that we have. So. Uh, it's great. Who? Josh Dobbs. Oh, yeah. I've, I mean, yeah, I've seen it. I, I watch. I watch football. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's great. I mean, it's great. Uh, you know, it's, um, I'm happy for him, you know, for him to be, you know, uh, him being in the league this long and finally, you know, kind of get his opportunity to, you know, show or prove to people, you know, uh, his ability and how he, um, how he can put a stamp on a game is good for him. What's your reaction to just what he's done twice now this season with all the talk with you and all learning the new and then he comes and does this, this twice? Is that, it's got to be pretty surprising. What are we talking about? Are we talking about the Vikings? Are we talking about the Vikings? Like, well, I don't know why it stopped, but hey, um, oh well, we're we're not too worried about it. Um, there is two other things. One more, a little bit more uh, lighthearted, and and the other uh, just really cool. That as you know that those interviews were going on. You know, I'm I, I'm watching, I'm listening, but I am on my phone. I'm you know doing things. Surprise, surprise, um, that 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 happens. But I wanted to uh, mention that you know, so eleven months ago, it was a you know year that uh, um, or eleven months to the day that Kyler was on the field. Well, um, and he led his team to to uh, win just in uh, um, by by way of field goal. Well, um, two three years ago, uh, there was something uh, that happened, and I'll tell you here in a second after hearing it. Where my mind goes, it's not where you think. Murray back to throw, flushed out, rolling left in trouble, slips a tackle, got to launch it. He does, left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and it is. Is it caught? Is it caught? Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. You've got to be joking me, Hopkins reaches up with three defenders around him and pulls it in and the Cardinals lead it 32 to 30 with a second left. You can't cover Duke. You're not going to be able to cover him. Throw the ball up. That's what Kyler Murray did. He extended the play with his legs and just chucked that thing up into the air. Into the desert sky, baby. And D-Hop brought it down. Touchdown. So my mind immediately goes, and it only goes this way because of what happened. So that was three years ago, you know, on Sunday that that happened. Kyler Murray, you know, throws a D-Hop and they they win. I think they put an extra second on the clock. but um, And it was a uh, uh, two-point win. Well, um, Monday, if we uh, all don't know, uh, was a similar outcome for for the Bills as, uh, well, they uh, lost by two points as well, 24 to 22 against the Broncos. <laughs> So that's where my mind immediately went. I was on my phone and I, you know, on my Facebook memories, and I saw that. I'm like, huh, 
Uh, wasn't it a two-point loss Monday night? <laughs> it's just, man, Bills, they're a great team, no doubt. They're a great team, uh, but they they uh, can't uh, uh, can't catch, catch a break sometimes. And, uh, you know, um, history repeats itself. Just uh, two, two different teams, two different opponents, same outcome. Uh, so I just I thought I would share that, and then um, as we're getting ready to to wrap up, I, there's one other thing that I want to share that I thought that was uh, was pretty funny. We'll go ahead and get the get the music going here, but um, it was uh, ten years ago that I I shared something uh, that uh, made me laugh, and. Um, I was watching Celebrity Family Feud uh, 10 years ago, and uh, it was um, Honey Boo Boo and her family with Cake Boss, so Buddy and Cake Boss and her family, and uh, Cake Boss won, uh, but during the Fast Money round, um, it... For the celebrity family feud, it's it's you know money to the charity. It doesn't go to them, so it, you know it's a it's a big deal. But um, during the fast money round, one of the questions that was being asked, and, and it was it was uh, you know Buddy and I can't remember who else you know did fast money, um, but it was Buddy, and he was asked um, what might be considered the most popular dessert. And when asked, Buddy, who's from Cake Boss, says, pass. I, at the time, absolutely lost it. Like, I was just like, clearly broke down and froze in the moment. I, I you know, and it, uh, to me, that just seems so impossible. The man makes cakes for a living. And he said, pass. Uh, they won fast money anyway, um, if my memory serves correctly. But man, just uh, how uh, much of a letdown would that have been if if he says pass, they don't win, and 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 you know you don't even offer up a, a suggestion uh, to uh, a question though as to what you do to, to win it. I think what he did once the question come back to him, he said cannoli, <laughs> and well, how you know he's Italian, so of course, but. Anyway, that that's what I'm going to leave you with. Um, please like, subscribe, comment, follow, share, uh, all the things. You know, I say it every week. I uh, hope you guys have a good day.